Loading profile. Age, 20-something. System processing. Tales of a 20-something podcast now activated. We love when technology doesn't work. <laughs> and I still get a click. I'm Kylie and I'm 22. I live in Orlando, Florida, and I am a former employee of a very large company here in Central Florida. That may or may not have a mouse involved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so why did you even want to work with that company yeah, in the first so place? So my history with that company goes back about, gosh, Oh my God, I'm 22 now. The first time I went. So like 13 years, which is crazy. I cannot believe it's been 13 years. But, oh wait, no, I can't do math. 11 years. <laughs> now, when we went, um, my grandparents had said, like, take it all in. This is probably a once in a lifetime thing. We might never go back. <laughs> and when we left, my grandma and I were the ones to kind of fall in love with it the most. And the thought of never going back made me so incredibly sad. I was like actually in a depression when we came home. And then when I was in probably eighth grade, I saw a vlog about the program that we had talked about before. And that kind of changed my life. The real reason I wanted to go to college was to do that program. <laughs> um, had nothing to do with college itself. So the next kind of like four or five years of my life, I was, you know, still going back on vacation, but really I was counting down the time until I could apply to work there. And my sister, probably the first time we went for Christmas, we were coming out of a show and she looked at me and she was like, you know, you're going to be here one day. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you're going to work here. Like, I know you want to, you're going to. And that really kind of solidified it for me that for, you know, it didn't really matter how long I worked there for or um, how long it took me to get there. I just knew that my goal was to one day work for the company. And little by little, watching more and more vlogs, I became so much more excited about it. And I knew that that was what I wanted to do. Was the process of getting, because you didn't, you wound up not going right. through that program. <laughs> so was it difficult to actually get a job um, with the company? No, in a way, like there was a lot of waiting that happened, but difficult, no. And that might, I mean, the process for getting into the, that program and just getting a job is very similar in the sense that the interview has a lot of the same questions um, I kind of knew what I had to be prepared for. I knew what jobs I wanted to be in. And that's actually the, the funny part. Um, the job I applied for is not the job I got, even in the slightest. Um, the only job opening was for like a housekeeping position. And so when I applied for that, um, I was talking to the guy doing the interview and he was really confused. He was like, he was like, you don't have any kind of history like, for this. Like, you know, is this something you even really want? And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. No, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to get down there and get my foot in the door. 
And he was like, you know, you're really well spoken. Um, have you ever considered, you know, doing attractions? And I was like, I'm down for whatever I can get. And so that's kind of where the interview went. Maybe more than anything, he saw my passion and just my want to to be there. And maybe that's, you know, what ultimately landed me the job. I'll never really know. But yeah, it was a really similar process. So I wouldn't say that it was harder, but there was a lot of waiting because I was put on a wait list. When you had said, talked about going down there and the plan was only to be there Mm -hmm. for seven months, what changed? What made Um, you stay? Again, I think a lot of it had to just do with how happy I was. I mean, I had made these friends. I had, you know got free admission to somewhere that I love to be. And I really saw it as a growing opportunity. I felt like my growing within the company wasn't done yet. And I felt like I was really just getting to the point where I was taking it more seriously and not just like I was only going to be there for seven months. It kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm not ready to leave yet. And as it got closer to the time where I was, I needed to make a decision whether I was going to stay or whether I was going to, you know, go home and not resign my lease, I ultimately just decided I wasn't ready to leave yet. You kept telling me at one point, you're like, I'm going to go to college after this month and then a month passed and then another month passed and then the fall came and then the summer came. So I know that yeah. college is not for everybody. When I was in school, I was a good student. Um, I, you know, I was in AP classes. I was you know, whatever. But I always did that because I mean, I could I put in the effort. That's the thing. I feel like whatever I'm doing, I always put in as much effort as I can. But I just didn't think school was something that I wanted to put my effort into if that makes sense. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to go to school for. So I wasn't about to, you know, push myself into something that I didn't even really want. And what I had in front of me was something that I knew that I did want. For me, it's like, okay, am I going to be happy in what I'm doing? Am I going to push myself so that I can stay doing what I'm doing and stay happy? Or do I go home and go to college and be miserable? I am still happy here. And I don't know if it has more to do with the, the place or just the independence that I have here. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would have been happy coming home and going to college. I think I would have regretted the decision to not stay here. I think it's really amazing how you were able to leave home at 18 and basically build a totally new life so far away. I think it has a lot to do with just how I was raised in general. I mean, I was always really independent. As much as I had people in my life that did care about me, and I always knew that, I never really relied on them for much other than, you know, the basics. So for me, it was really easy to kind of see like what I wanted as the goal and not have any of that really holding me back. Would you say it was because of your home life, how you were raised and so forth? Definitely. You know, growing up, my parents were never together. So I was used to going back and forth between houses or I lived with my grandparents for a time after I turned 18. So there was no real like, I guess there was no like concrete, like this is my home. This has always been my home. For me, it was always changing, like, what that meant to me. Because, you know, I went from living with my dad when I was really little to then living with my mom to going back and forth. So I think it was a lot easier for me than for someone who has had your home life 
where you lived in the same house, that's always what you've known. It was a little bit easier for me to separate that from what I wanted to do and think of it like, you know, some people go to college for four years. I moved to Florida. I just wanted to ask about that transition from you picking up and leaving because like you said, it was easier for you to do it because there wasn't really anything holding you back. Yeah. Were you supported in making that move? Um, yeah, definitely. I, most of all, I, w- I was supported by my grandparents. I mean, my, my mom and dad, they were happy for me. My siblings beyond happy for me. But I think for my grandparents, it was more like they watched my love for that company grow um, during the times we had visited. Now, transition period is a little bit weird because I really didn't have one. I had two weeks from the time I got the job offer um, between then and when they wanted me to start. So I really had to make like a quick decision. Am I going to do this or am I not? And I had to quit my job. I had to find somewhere to live. I had to change banks because they didn't have my bank down here. But I knew I had the job and that was the main thing where I was like, it's probably now or never. How easy was it to do that? Because a lot of people who are, I want to, I'll use people who are going into a broadcasting or journalism type field Mm -hmm. and they just got to pick up and go. And I know a lot of people who accepted jobs in Fort Myers, Florida, or they accepted out in Wisconsin. I mean, it just goes on and on and they have to make a quick decision because I know I was in an interview and they said, okay, are you prepared to move in two weeks? Yeah. So Um, walk me, walk me through that a little bit and just, how you managed to do it so that it you weren't just dumping yourself into no man's land. Yeah. So it was a couple days after my 19th birthday. Um, I got the email saying, you know, I had my job offer. Now, initially, when I had talked to them over the phone during my interview, they told me it'll probably be about a month. So between the time I got the offer and when they wanted me to start, it would probably be about a month's time, which is what I was expecting. Now, I had no idea when this email was going to come. I didn't get the email until five months after I did the interview. Um, And I was put on a wait list. Luckily for me, I already had a few friends down here through Facebook pages. I had made friends through, um, you know, groups like that. So I had a couple of resources that were available to me. Just like, oh, use this Facebook page to find a roommate. And that's what I did. There's a cast member roommate finder page and that's really where I found my place and it was a little bit scary (laughs) moving in with people that I had never even met before ultimately it didn't turn out too bad my roommate was a little bit crazy but (laughs) other than that I mean I, I stayed in that same place for almost three years which is insane to me but yeah um it wasn't too hard to find somewhere to live And that was my main thing. And the place that I had found originally um, did come furnished. So I didn't have to worry about moving my furniture or anything down here. Really just my essentials like clothes. Were you saving up so that when this happened, that's where that money would go? Yeah. I mean, I was serving at IHOP before I moved down here. So I had serving money and stuff like that. I was living with my grandparents at the time. So really the only things for myself that I was paying for was like my phone bill. And I would bought like a Mac. So I was paying that back to my grandfather who had put it on his credit card. 
Um, so other than that, most of my money was being saved. I mean, like every 19 year old, I would go out with my friends and, you know, get dinner and stuff like that. But other than that, there was not a ton that I was spending my money on. So luckily, I did have a little bit. And that was my first year getting back um, my tax return. So I had that coming to me in March since I had moved down here. Um, in March, it was right around the time I was getting my return. So there was some extra money there. Um, I by no means came down here with as much money as I should have. But I I did okay. And then my main concern was once I was down here, I didn't actually start working for like three weeks. So a lot of that money that I had saved up, I was using to know to, you know, buy my first big grocery trip, stuff like that. Um, but all in all, it it worked out. I was always okay financially. I know you don't have a car down there. You rely on Uber. I do, which was not the plan. <laughs> so originally, I was only going to be here for seven months. That's what I told myself. That's initially what I thought I was signing into going into my lease. And then I thought I was going to come, you know, back home and do the whole school thing. And that's just not how things worked out. Well, what made you want to stay? Honestly, I just really grew to love my job and the people I was surrounded by. It was all, you know, young people, a lot like myself. We kind of had the same values and outlook on life. I got the chance to become friends with people from all over the country and all over the world, which, you know, is not really something we experience where we grew up. Now there is, you know, certain cases, but it was really just like life changing coming down here and being surrounded by people that were a lot like myself and loved the company as much as I did and didn't think I was, you know, weird for being so invested in it. I'm always curious when you move to a new place, because I spoke to one of my friends who is out in the Midwest. And like you, he moved to a totally foreign place, never been there. He was moving for a job. Mm -hmm. How are you able to make friends when you move down there? It was really easy. Now, I don't say that to be like, everyone loves me. But like, so I had a couple people that I knew coming down here. But then there's also the people that I worked with. And the people that I worked with were my biggest support group. I still talk to them to this day, even though I'm not with the company anymore. Truly, because we were all kind of in the same situation where we didn't have our families. Holidays we spent together. If we weren't working, we were together. If we were working, we were together. So it really just became not so much like coworkers. Like we were, and to this day, I think still are, like... A family everything like they've seen me go through everything holidays were probably the hardest part but you know like I said we made it a celebration we were each other's family as much as my sisters and my mom and my grandparents and my family like I don't think there was ever a time where I really felt alone and that was the, that was the biggest thing for somebody who is listening to this and is in a situation where they want to pick up and move or they have no choice and they're not necessarily going into an environment the way that you did where it is such a friendly, everybody is around the same age or they have that same mutual interest. What is some advice that you could give to someone in that position? I think just put yourself out there. There's people that, you know, age thing aside, there's people that are my friends that are 30 years older than me, but 
that's just because like I mean granted a lot of those people I did work with but even so like you never know what things you could bond over it doesn't have to be something age specific and I think putting yourself out there is like the easiest way like go out maybe find one person that you hit it off with and then kind of build yourself like around them even if it's not people they already know either, just like having someone's energy to feed off of will always attract people. What would you say were some of the challenges that you faced, whether that be in your work life, in your personal life, or just in the whole aspect of being away from family? Yeah, I mean, some of the hardest things were more recently, actually, in August, I found out that someone very close to me was very sick. And being away from my family and that was really hard but I mean before that a lot of it was just figuring out how to maneuver being an adult by myself I was 19 when I came down here I'm 22 now and I think this has been the best growing experience of my life I think at the one of the most pivotal points where you really do become an adult trying to make those decisions for myself and not having someone right next to me being like no that's bad you shouldn't do that I really had to become my own inner voice and, you know, think about what are my values? Why is that so important to me? And just figuring out my self-worth was another thing. I was, I don't want to say a relationship. It wasn't a relationship, but I was involved with something was not great for myself. And I had to really think about like, do I want to keep putting up with that just for this person? And ultimately the answer was that I couldn't. We'll we'll end that bit there. Before you made your longtime friends, before you found your boyfriend that you have been with for over a year now, did you ever feel like you were alone at any point in time? Not really. I mean, luckily, before I had even made friends at work, there was a couple people that I had known coming down here, mainly because of like Facebook groups and stuff. And I had a I had a pretty close group of friends that. I would do video chats with every night that whole summer before I came down here. So I was not in really ever completely alone. And then I kind of hit it off with people at work right away, especially because when I did start working, I was there 60 hours a week. We had no choice but to be with each other. And it really is like a network of people who take you under their wing because a lot of them have been in the same situation, whether it was for an internship or, you know, they were in the same exact position as you. And it's such a first name basis company that you get really comfortable with people right away. Even people who are, quote unquote, your superiors really are more your mentors than anything else. You know, they introduce you to the right people. And the, the trainers that I had were really great, too. Um, with introducing you to people. So you never really felt like the odd man out. Like for the most part, right off the bat, people knew your name, whether you were wearing your name tag or not. And with such a large company, you wouldn't really think that that's the case. But it was so surprising going into that environment and automatically being so comfortable. I know that we don't want to pinpoint exactly the name Uh of this company. But like I said, people can read between Mm -hmm. the lines. I do want to ask... Because you know a lot of people who are our mutual friends who have gone through a specific program that the company offers. And being a resident, did you find it hard when 
you would work with these people for the duration of that program and then they would leave? Oh, 100%. It was really, really hard saying goodbye to some of the people that I had to say goodbye to because, you know, like I've said again and again, those became, those people became your family, especially those people who were on the program because you know for a fact that they didn't have their family there. A lot of them, this is their first time away from home. And even though some of them, were older than me a lot of them I had been there longer than and it's almost like you become a mentor to them and like how to navigate by yourself and even if you weren't it was still just a really close friendship and a lot of them I still talk to today whether it's you know over the internet or they still come back and visit and you see them when they come back and visit so a lot of those people it even though they're only here for six months or nine months it's not something where it's like you say goodbye and you never talk to them again that's just not how it worked you became really really close with these people what was it like working for that company Um, going into a company with such a big name was already a little bit intimidating and then you kind of see what it's like behind the curtains and I'm gonna be honest like in the best way it's kind of like a cult (laughs) Um, (laughs) there's a lot of things that were really strange to me going into it and I didn't really expect there's a lot of slang that we used that if I said that to someone they'd be like what are you even talking about it was a huge privilege I think not only seeing how a company that big worked but seeing a company that I had loved so much for so long getting to see behind the doors and people had always asked me like now that you've worked for them, like, is it different? Has it changed your opinion? And the answer is no. I was lucky that the magic never really got lost for me. And I don't know if that's the same for everyone else. But I think if anything, it gave me more of an appreciation of, you know, when I would go off duty, just knowing everything that goes into what I'm seeing. I was like surprised in myself how how much it changed me, like my confidence, my ability to talk to people. I was sometimes down in front of a crowd of 3,000 people trying to get them to slide in a certain direction. And that's something I never would have been able to do before. Like I'm the type of person that would leave class to avoid giving presentations. It definitely (laughs) had changed me a lot. Um, And I don't know if that had to do with the fact that I knew I would never see half these people again, more than half these people. And they didn't really care what I was saying to them either way. They probably weren't listening. But um, yeah, it definitely changed me a lot. It made me grow as a person. And even though I'm probably never going to work in the same type of field that I was in ever again, it gives me those life skills to know that I can talk in front of a crowd of people and I'll be fine. When you left that company, did it give you a new perspective on what you wanted to do with the rest of your life in terms of changing For sure. I knew that I never wanted to get yelled at for moving someone's stroller again. <laughs> I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do anyway. But then, you know, being with the company for so long, um, it kind of solidified that for me that I had always wanted to work with animals. I just didn't really know how. And now I am going through the process to become a dog behaviorist-ish. And I want to work with service animals. And I really got to see those service animals, you know, full force when I was working there. Because, you know, we, we had people all the time come in with different service animals for however many different things. 
how they integrate them like in their day-to-day lives like they're not just a pet um we would see them at work um and we would have to figure out the best way to accommodate that person because in the attractions that i worked at they couldn't take them on my attractions were too intense um so we had to figure out the best way to you know maneuver that whether that be someone waits with the animal and then they switch off or we would offer the cages for them to sit in so the whole party could ride together and I just always thought that was so interesting the process of training a service animal because we would have people come in and say that they had their service animals when clearly even though we weren't allowed to say anything about it we would know when they were lying it was very obvious to us you can say that something is your service animal and they're not allowed to ask like for proof for ADA reasons. One of our biggest giveaways, we were kind of <laughs> entertained because we had birds in um, our queue. And so if a service animal wasn't really a service animal, they would always bark at the birds and the birds would like scream back at them. These birds were loud. Is there anything that you would change in terms of your experience from the time that you Move down to where you are now. Is there anything that you wish that you um, could have done a little I differently? I'm a really huge believer that everything happens for a reason. There's things that I could have done to make myself a little bit happier during certain periods. Um, there was a specific person that I could have cut off a lot sooner, but nothing huge. You know, at one point I was offered a different role and I turned it down and I think that was the right choice. So nothing huge like that. Like I don't have any really big regrets. Mm-hmm. Given the situation that the world is in right now, what is something that you have been doing? Oh, just taking um, advantage I'm of? I'm a huge binge watcher, just kind of discovering like what I think my next step is going to be looking at places that I want to travel when this is all over. It's definitely given me the perspective that like, you know, live in the moment while you can, because you never know when you're not going to be allowed to leave your house for three months. <laughs> so I definitely won't be taking anything for granted after this. I cannot wait to just like go to a restaurant and have a margarita. You ready oh my to, God, drink, I'm so to drink ready. around the world? <laughs> my bank account <laughs> is also ready. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Tales of a 20-something Podcast. Follow me at Victoria's Secret for special updates and more. For more episodes, check out Tales of a 20-something on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Republic. Tune in next Thursday for another awesome guest on the podcast that is helping you rule the world one tale at a time.